The book of Romans was wrote by Apostle Paul. He sets forth the foundations of the Christian faith, practical implications that will affect how we choose to behave each day. It is not enough merely to know the gospel. We must let it transform our life and let God impact every aspect of our lives. Hey girl, welcome to the She Believe He Could podcast, a declaration encouraging women to believe again. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the confidence that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. So join me, your host, as I open up about my faith to believe in marriage, motherhood, sisterhood, and so much more. Let's start the show. Hey girl, welcome back to She Believe He Could podcast. I am your host, Kiana. Welcome back this week. Let me tell you, it's such an honor to be back this week. I know my schedule has been kind of all over the place, but it is definitely still my goal to get this show out on a weekly basis. Now, I can't say that's every Friday, every Monday. I'm not really sure what that looks like, but I know that I want to commit to every week. So with that being said, hey, girl. This week, we are definitely jumping into a heavy, heavy topic. But before I do, I just want to um, talk about a few things. First off, the prayer journal will be releasing this month. For all those who are over on Instagram, you saw that I am doing a 21 days of intentionality in preparation for this journal for God to really move and do uh, what only I know him to do and to be in my life. And so with that, I am really encouraged this month. This month is full of intention. It is full with abundance and hope. So I am believing in God to move and do what only he can do. So with that being said, I definitely want to invite you to jump on the 21 days of intentionality with me. I am going live every morning, just checking in, um, spreading a little love and devotion, praying down the heaven for our day and really believing and holding on to the word of God, not only for myself, but for this movement of women. I do know the call that I heard and it is definitely something bold and courageous. And so with that, it definitely is requiring more of me and comes responsibility in all of the works, right? So if you have not subscribed to the email list, please be sure that you are subscribed. They will be the first ones that get the deets on the journal firsthand, just out of honor and love. I love getting feedback. So please remember to rate and review the show for all those who don't necessarily know what she believes he could is, what it means, what we stand for, what it's rooted in. That is one way we can get the show out to people who may not even know what's going on. It does this thing where it puts it in the forefront of the search. And so if you do that, then other people can have the opportunity to join, check it out. And yeah, so let's be called to the nations. And then sometimes that's right there with the people in our backyard. All right. So this episode is definitely something that is fresh in my spirit. God gave it to me literally today. I have been praying about what we were going to talk about this week and follow up to last week's episode where I really was talking about flourishing in your fight, the good fight of faith. And sometimes flourish isn't necessarily 
viewed in a way of good. Sometimes it's a fight to really just um, not only thrive and survive in your circumstance, but really cling to faith and all that God has for you. And so this week, um, something that has been coming up in conversation with my friends, just in my own study time with God is the word conviction. Now, I'm not sure what we're going to title this episode just yet. I've been toggling back and forth between a few titles. So I'm praying that God really put one on my heart that sits and that it stays in my spirit. And so this week I wanted to talk about the spirit of conviction. I know for most believers, it is something that we identify when we are unsure at times. We, you know, we, we look to God for that conviction. But for those who are new to their faith and those who are find their faith challenging, you may sometimes look at conviction as a discipline or a disciplinary action, right? And so I don't want anybody to be confused with the word conviction. It's not meant to bring emotion or sadness or make you feel shamed or anything like that. It's truly the complete opposite of that. And most people find that really surprising that conviction is not something that you should be in shame for or about is more so building the confidence and the comfort to know that you have this strong belief in what God says and who he is um, and who we know him to be. So for this episode, I'm in the book of Romans and I love the book of Romans because I love how Apostle Paul really sets the foundation for our faith um, as Christians, as believers. We really need to stand on something solid. We need to stand on something firm so that when we're quivering in our faith, when we're unsure of what's coming, what's next, um, the uncertainty arises and we're just so out of our minds with stuff, we can at least be guaranteed to be standing on the word of God at all times, no matter the wind, no matter the waves, no matter the storms, nor the fires, right? So I'm in the book of Romans. I'm in chapter four to be exact. And let me turn back to chapter four. Now I'm going to read this text out of order because I believe that's where God showed me definition for the word conviction. That's where God really moved in my heart with this. And so I'm in the book of Romans chapter four, verses 18 through 22, but we're going to start with verse 21 and we're going to read back to verse 18. I promise you it's meaning there is a lot of meat here. So I hope you're hungry. So verse 21, Abraham was convinced that what God promised, he was also able to do. Verse 20, he did not waver in unbelief about the promise of God, but was strengthened in faith, giving God glory. Verse 19, without being weak. Verse 18, against hope, Abraham believed in hope with the result that he can become father of many nations. And I read snippets of those verses, but if you want to go back and read in full, remember we are in Romans chapter 4, 18 through verse 22. And I love reading that back because it gives us the action and the direction of what we need to actually swallow the conviction that God puts on our heart. You have to know that conviction is in the alignment of faith and practice. Not only do we need to believe and have the confidence of what we do not see and, and really be assured of ourselves, um, 
you know, assure of who we are in God, that we also need to put some action behind that. So what are some practical steps that you can implement, not only your mindset, but your behavior and how you comprehend the word of God. And so um, this week, just in conversation, I've been talking about this word conviction, right? I think for me as a new believer, I always looked at this word as like big and mighty, like, oh my gosh, I felt conviction. And it gave me like a sense of direction as it should. But listen here, we need to make sure that it's the word conviction is not driving our emotion. Conviction needs to drive out your emotion because conviction is giving you the means to act or process. It's a strong belief. It's giving you that confidence, giving you a clarification and what you actually know to be true. So it's opposed to the doubt and the skepticism of you being skeptical in your own thoughts, not really being sure of what's to come. So you have to know that conviction needs to drive out emotion. And with the driver of conviction, we're putting some action into that. So when you think about the word confident, if you look right there in your Webster dictionary, it says confident mean full of conviction. It's the ability and the certainty of one own trust. So when you think about if you're getting your conviction from the Lord and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to move on your behalf, you're not trusting your own will or your own power to do the things. You're trusting the one who gave it to you. You're trusting God, the one who convicts, right? And also God in the same breath will comfort you. He will give you the strength and the hope that what you now know is sure. What you now know to believe is something that you can trust. And so all of these things for me drives out emotion. I don't want to be sad with this. I don't want to be mad or angry that I didn't do the right thing. I want to know that what I now know to be true, that belief, that persuasion handed to me by the Holy Spirit is something I could really trust, something that I can hold on to, something that I could really supply my spiritual tank with hope. That, you know, this is something that's for sure and it is certain in my life. You know, being driven by emotion is not a fruit of the spirit. It does not give us love. It does not give us peace and joy and all of these things that are really definite in our lives. We have to know that emotion comes and goes like the like the waves and like the wind. We can't hold on to that. That's not anything for us to grasp because we're going to lose it each time. To refer back to the scripture, I love that Abraham was convinced. That was number one. He was convinced that God promised, God promised. And you have to remember here in the text that it's not that Abraham didn't have mistakes or or didn't make mistakes rather or sin or didn't have failures. He did, but he never doubted. That is the thing. So when you think about your life and the way that Things may not align up in the way that you think they should or in the way that they should have went. You have to know there will be mistakes. There will be failures. But to doubt is a whole nother situation. You have to know to doubt God is something that's completely different from the failure and from the mistakes. Either you're going to trust and believe in God that he can do it and that he is a man of his word, or you're going to doubt that. And then you're going to blame the failures and the mistakes on the doubt. So here in my study, 
life application is that his faith was strengthened by the obstacles he faced in his life was an example of faith in action because it's not that, like I said, he failed and he made mistakes and he had sin that he was holding on to God's promise. No, he was holding on to God's promise out of the conviction, out of the strong belief, the persuasion, the trust that he had and that he knew God to be that God would still fulfill his promise. And so when you think about the promises of God, are you holding on out of belief, uncertainty, Or are you really trusting God to be a man of his word and to do and be all of who he says he is in your life? So when you think about convinced, are you convinced that God will fulfill the promises in your life? I read verse 20. It said he did not waver even in the mistakes, even in the failures, even in the sin. His faith did not waver without being weak. Sometimes we look at failure and mistakes as weaknesses. Why do we do this? I think because the world has convinced, come on now, the world has convinced you that making mistakes and failing at certain things in life shows weakness, that you're not strong enough, that you don't have the the capacity to do certain things when that's not true. That is not true. And I rebuke that in the name of Jesus, that you are strong and you are built up in the Lord. Despite your mistakes, despite your failures, you are strengthened through Jesus Christ who has died on a cross for your sins. You have to know that it is by his blood you are healed. And it says, uh, uh, verse 18, against hope, Abraham believed in hope with the result that he would become. So finish that sentence against hope. You are believing in the with the result that God would fulfill what promise. I hope that made sense. That was like a jumble of a sentence. But against hope, Abraham believed in hope with the result. And I love that because this is like action, right? This is action and direction because we can believe in hope. But are you believing in God for the result of the hope that which you believed him for? Come on, somebody. I don't even know how to say that again. I said we can believe in hope. But are you trusting God in the hope for which you are believing him for that result? of hope. Oh, that's speaking to me. That is speaking to me right now as I say that because there are some things in my life that I'm believing in God for. I'm hoping in God for it. But am I believing in the hope for the result that God would fulfill, that God said that God will do the things in my life? Am I believing in God for that hope, for that result? That's good. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Conviction is the act or process of convincing. It's faith and it's practice. So when you get the chance, please go to the book of Romans. Integrate that with your faith and how God is showing you that. Do not doubt or be skeptical in the plans. Do not doubt or be skeptical in the very things that you're believing in me for, but really take action and direction and drive out your emotion. Please, I have given you the fruit of the spirit. And so I just want to encourage you on this episode that conviction is to drive out the emotion that makes us weak and vulnerable to this world, that conviction is 
the confidence and the comfort that only God can give us. And so when you think about how you can apply this and be practical in your life, you have to know that conviction is a part of the process. So when you're trusting God for the process and you're believing him for the promise, really put yourself back in the book of Romans in chapter four. He does not say that he wouldn't fail. It did not say that he wouldn't make mistakes. It just showed that he consistently trusted God. That has been my prayer. God, I want to be confident constant and consistent in my faith to believe in the things that you said you're going to do to believe in your word, no matter the wind nor the waves. And so I want to encourage us all this week that the spirit of conviction is the confidence and the comfort from the father that gives us practical ways to carry this thing out, to walk out this life here on earth and truly be disciples for the Lord. And so with that being said, girl, until next time, holla.